Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. And today we are going to be talking all about gratitude, one of my favorite conversations to have. Joining me for today's conversation is one of my dear friends, Sarah Forsberg. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Deb. It's, it's fun so to be here. To I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> I like when I when you walked in, of course, it's like I have to give you this big hug, right? Because, oh my gosh, it feels so good to hug people, doesn't it? It does. Oh my goodness. But I've learned that we need to ask. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Well, okay, I don't think I asked you, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been hugging for years, right? Right. <laughs> and it's one thing that I realized uh, today as you were coming in is just even starting the gratitude I'm just so grateful for your presence in my life and so grateful that we share the Lord together and sh- so grateful. Yeah, we're already crying. Okay, friends, get get out your Kleenex. It's probably going to be a few of those moments in today's program. But I was thinking about the power of gratitude and so happy that you are here for this conversation. When did you start getting into gratitude? Because it seems like this has sort of become a thing for you to be talking about it. Well, I'm going to, I would say that it was probably seven years ago, and I don't know what I did, but I ended up not being able to move more than a 45 degree angle from my back. Um, I ended up going to the doctor here in Bemidji, and um, it was L3 and L4. Um, those are, it's lower back. But in addition to that, it was other stuff going on. So I was referred down to Mayo. So I went down to Mayo, and it was, they really couldn't find a source either other than that. But basically diagnosed with a piriformis muscle issue, which is the big muscle that runs across your <laughs> your butt, and then <laughs> down into the sciatica in addition to L3 and L4. So as I am visiting with the doctor and had received a cortisone shot, she had said, "Have I had I ever heard of Doctor Amit A M I T Sood S O O D?" And I said, "No, I haven't." And she said, "Well, he's a doctor on staff who has written a book, and I would recommend that you get it." And it was called "The Stress Free Living," um, a wonderful book which I have recommended to multiple people. And um, I did. I did get it. And when I started reading it, it was the, one of the very, very first pages was based on Philippians um, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And I don't know if this man is a Christian or not. He's Indian from India, um, but he is saying basically in the first five pages of his book quoting the Bible saying that whatever is positive and you know you your audience will have to look it up but the bottom line was to really have a grateful life and I'm just going to I'm may I share verse 8 yes absolutely so this is Philippians 4 8 think about these things whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or crazy, think about such things. And his basic premise is that gratefulness is a is the key to life and happiness. So that probably is where it started. 
And then in addition to that, I think throughout all of my life experiences, I have realized that it's a great tool. And one of the things that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about are the different ways that when you get in touch with the gratitude piece, it actually shifts the way you look at the world. Exactly. So talk to me a little bit about how looking at the world through eyes of gratitude has actually changed the way you see things. Well, and I think it, it kind of comes in with what you're doing, Deb, with the joy. And I love this quote. It's actually from Brene Brown uh, from a Jesuit priest. And this is what he has said. It's not joy that makes you grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. And that is just a, you know, if you want to live a life that is above um, the baseline, you have to have some skills. And one of them is to hone that piece of gratitude. We're going to talk about honing into that skill of gratitude in just a little bit. But as you were talking about gratitude and joy, enjoying gratitude, I was thinking, well, I wonder what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because the more gratitude we have, the more joy we have, the more joy we have, the more grateful we are. Because when we're in a state of joy, right, we're just naturally more grateful for everything in our lives. So I always get, you know me, I always get curious about these things because oftentimes I'll talk to people. I don't know that I talk to many people that have a lot of joy in their lives that also, that don't also have a lot of gratitude. Exactly. Like, it's like what comes first and how do those two, that would be a great coaching piece for people to take is right. what does, what do you notice for you about the connection between joy and gratitude and then There's this piece that connects into the Philippians, which is really about when we are in that place and when we are living Mm -hmm. with those things, we have the joy of the Lord and we see the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Right. Again, it's that 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 triangle. Um, There's so much in it. Yeah, it is. There's so much. I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about things that we can do or ways that we actually work on that gratitude. What are some of the things that you do to really live in gratitude and stay focused on gratitude? Well, um, right now it's really interesting how God puts these people in your life at this, at the right time. And I have not read a a lot of Henry Nowen, N-O-U-W-E-N. But now I am listening to some of his podcasts or people that have interviewed him or have passed him in their life. And he's amazing. And so that I I just I I'm just encouraging your audience. In fact, I want to get all of his books now. Um, But that is a great resource. And and another resource is, um, again, Brene Brown. And she has done a lot of research on gratitude. I think she spent 12 years researching it and over 11,000 pieces of data. But um, and again, Dr. Sood. So all of this stuff you can kind of do on TED Talks. You can pull them up and, gosh, they're just amazing. Something from like three minutes to an hour. It's amazing to me what we can access now. I think one of the gifts of COVID has been there's even more access than before to online tools because so many of them are now provided at no cost to people. Like that, we've removed that barrier, right, if people think that the money can be an issue. I know that you also like to take time to journal and journal about gratitude. A lot of people actually create gratitude journals. 
Yes, and I I am not as good as I would like to be. But one thing that I have noticed, well, there's four tools that I'd like to share with with our listening audience. And number one is a time. And it's often that there is a time in the day that comes comes over and over and over into your life. Mine personally is one one one. It's it can be one eleven or it can be eleven eleven, but those that that sequence of ones is is crazy. So that's why I say I'm gonna die at one one one. I mean, I know it's a number for me. I just think it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit myself. But, um, and whenever I see that in any combination, in any, in it could even be twelve one one or whatever it is. But when those three ones come together, then I pause and I just say, "Thank you, thank you, God." And um, so I know, I know I'm, a lot of people sometimes use that one, two, three, four. 1234 as a grateful time. So just stopping one day, one time during your day, um, and just saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus. There's a rhythm is what I hear you, a routine, whether you want to call it a routine or rhythm, but making sure that within your routine or rhythm of day, there is a time to pause for gratitude. Yes. I love that. And another thing that I have done, um, not only with my grandchildren, but when company comes and or this summer we had friends over and we do the gratitude jar. And before it's just introduced as as a tool. And so sometime during our time together, they have to put one thing in the jar that they're grateful for. And I just had a talk now in uh, Plymouth, Minnesota, and we did that as a as a group. And it's amazing because the research is so true that it um, the brain stimulation changes. There is the one thing that you can do that will change the brain. I think it's serotonin or something. Um, but that is so. The gratitude jar is another tool, and it's just amazing. It br- just brings people together, and it's a wonderful. A way to start or end sometimes together. So when people are doing the gratitude jar, is this something where they write something they're grateful for and put it on the jar? Or what do they do with the jars? Oh, I just have a little slip of paper and they just write one thing that they're grateful for. They fold it and they put it in the jar. So this is something a person could even do at home. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My kids love it. My grandkids love it. So even it might be something that every day I write down something I'm grateful for and put it in my jar till my yes. jar is full. Yes. And in fact, one woman at Plymouth did share that, that her daughter does do that. And she empties it once a month. And then she, um, yeah, it's it's a great tool. And then Absolutely. she starts all over. I love that. I love that. So this is fantastic. Uh, what's another tip that you have? Okay. Um, I th- I'm not sure who this is from either because my resor- my sources are kind of mixed up. But um, when you get up in the morning, you think of five people that have changed your life. And you just visualize them and you send them a blessing. And it can be, um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It can be somebody in your family or it can be somebody that in your travels has made a difference and it's just five seconds and and sending a blessing do you find that the people change each day or do you find that a lot of times it's the same people that show up it depends on lazy i am (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but I have five grandchildren, so it's always it's always those five. Aw. Yeah. And then do you notice sometimes you might get another one added in there if it's somebody that is just coming yes. fresh into your mind? Yes, exactly. And as you visualize them or as you think about them, is this a time to pray for them or just be grateful? Like, what do you notice happens during that time? I just, again, I I think of each one of my grandchildren. I send them a blessing and I just pray that they have a, an awesome day. And then sometimes when we're together, um, they know that I do this. And I'll say when I'm driving them to school or whatever, and I'm saying, okay, today we're going to work on kindness. Find somebody that you can be kind to. Maybe it's somebody that's sitting all by themselves. or, And then in the evening, we'll process, okay, tell, tell me about a time when you were kind. Wow, I today. love this. And if, they, if I don't do this with them, they're like, okay, Grandma, let's get that gratitude jar going. I love this. I love this. We are going to cover more tips when we come back. We are talking with Sarah Forsberg. We're talking about gratitude right now. She's sharing some great tips on gratitude with us. We'll be back right after the break. This is Deb and Gregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. Thanks so much for tuning in. With us today is our special guest, Sarah Forsberg. We are talking all about gratitude. Going into the break, Sarah, you were giving us some great tips for how to increase gratitude in your life and really practice gratitude. I know you have another one up your sleeve here. Let's share that I with do. everyone. I have, I have two more. Oh, two more. <laughs> um, and another one, it's, again, it's five people that you're grateful for and to think of them and send them a blessing. And three, three, so then it's five, three, three circumstances where you know that God intervened or that you're grateful for something. um, And it can be very, very simple or it can be whatever. But just ask the Lord for ideas. I'm I'm sure they'll they'll just pop in because we've all had things that we are grateful for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
And then the last one, which I really like, is two seconds. That when you see somebody, you look at them, and you just wish them well silently. And that doesn't take very long at all. I mean, it can be walking into the grocery store. It can be the checkout person. It can be anybody. But just changing, just just that one little thing will make a huge difference in the world. And boy, we need a difference in the world. Oh my gosh, yes, we do. You're you're right. It's two seconds, and they don't even need to know. know. It, and I, I'm actually glad that you're bringing this up because one of the things about prayer is we don't have to tell people we're praying for them. We can. Sometimes there's a reason that we may do it. And what I also know is that we can pray per, for people and they don't need to know. So I love that even in that two seconds, if it's silent, we're still wishing them well. We're still sending them something really positive for them Them as like whatever that is in their life that's going on, right? Right. I mean, and it can be the drive-through. It could be a waitress. It can be. It's just. It's just an amazing way to change the world. One small little second at a time. One two seconds at a time, right? <laughs> yeah. One two two seconds at a time. Changing the world. Two changing the world. Two seconds at a time, right? That's 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 right there. I do have a little story I have to share about my husband. He was checking out. I think it was L and M Fleet Farm, and he was giving the lady. I'm just. I'm. I mean. Uh. A fun, rough time. Anyway, and so at the very end, he thanked her for waiting on him. And she turned to him and said, it was a pleasure waiting on you. Have a good day. Um, so it's catchy. Yes. Yeah. And we need so much more of that because right now that is not how a lot of the interactions are going. It's right. definitely a different situation most of the time. So as you talk about God and gratitude and People being put in people's lives for different reasons at different times and God knowing knowing what we need. You had an incredible encounter at the Mayo Clinic that I know brought immense gratitude and probably even a little shock and awe on some <laughs> levels for you. But I know everybody loves to hear about this because it's not a story. This is a real accounting of an experience that you had at Mayo. Yes, it is. And I think even talking to you, Deb, it was like, um, or maybe one one time we were talking anyway, it was what three things do you want people to know? And to me, I think if people know that they are loved by God um, and that they have a best friend in Jesus and the Holy Spirit is active. And the second one is that they have value. And um, I'm quoting my friend Dana now, who says... You were born for this time in this place. It's not an accident. And we are to make a difference. So um, I told Dana I would be quoting him today. Well, yes. And hello, Dana. (laughs) And then my last one is that you can cope. Whatever you're going through, God will give you the skills. If he brings you to it, he'll bring bring you through it, that old saying. Well, my little, my angel story is that my husband is a Vietnam vet, Agent Orange Exposure, um, Purple Heart recipient, and all of that. And um, he has had multiple health issues, but, and he does not like to go to the doctor. (laughs) So he had been sick and would not go to the doctor. And so finally I said, 
either we're going to go to the doctor and we're going to go up to the ER or in Bemidji or you I'm calling an ambulance because I can't deal with this anymore. So that was enough for him to say, okay, fine. So we ended up getting an appointment. We were able to get into Bemidji. And yes, he did have multiple issues and he was pro- he was in kidney failure, but not had not had his transplant at this time. So his health has been very tenuous. So we have to take, he has to take good care of himself. Anyway, the situation deteriorated, and finally, because they want to save the good kidney that he did have, the decision was to make and take him down to Mayo. And so we were, we drove home, repacked, and then now it's the five hours down to Mayo. So we arrived at the in the ER that they were waiting for him, and did some tests. And one of the doctors that was there came and stood by his bedside and said, have you ever been told that you have lymphoma? And we looked at each other. He's had a a lot of health issues, but not that. So we both said no. And he said, well, we're going to do some testing. But um, he was, some of the symptoms were very indicative of lymphoma. And Agent Orange would be. A real precursor to that. So um, he was he was hospitalized and transferred up to his room, and they were going to be testing the next day, and um, some treatment had started. So I w- went to the hotel and stayed overnight. And um, that next morning, as I arrived at St. Mary's, which was still pretty early in the morning, maybe six thirty-seven, I'm guessing. Um, and then Frank was going to go and have um, the scans done. So, and I, I, I arrived at St. Mary's, which is a beautiful, beautiful hospital, and I was the only one there. So I pressed the button, um, and the elevator doors opened, and I pressed the button for floor six. Um, before the, and I was the only one in before the doors closed. Uh, a gentleman that was dressed in scrubs, and I'm thinking more like doctor scrubs because everything is so color-coded at Mayo that he was in the blues, which is what the doctors wear. So he entered the elevator, and the elevator went closed, and he was of darker skin than my fair Norwegian skin. And he looked at me, and he held out his hands, and he said, we need to pray for your husband, Frank. And it was like, okay, I gave him my hands, and very quickly he prayed, um, and he prayed for healing for my husband. And he looked at me, and he said, he's going to be fine. And the door opened on floor three, because that's what he pushed. And so the doors opened, and I looked at him, and I said, thank you. And... He turned around and he looked at me and he said, Worth two or three are gathered in my name, there am I also. And the doors closed and it, it was it was something that I knew was not a usual experience. I just have to tell you the hair on my arm is just like when, when I know it's the Holy Spirit and I know it's God, that's what happens. I, I mean I'm just in tear I mean the tears are forming. But it it's the how he said that to you. Yes, exactly. 
And but there's more to this. Oh yeah, you you find out more later. So then I went up to Frank's room to wait for him, and then um, I suppose a couple hours later he was coming. I walked out of his room and he was coming down with the gurney, and I looked at him and his his two thumbs are up, and I'm going like, wow, that's cool. And so the closer he came and they were transferring him to his bed, he said. Sarah, I'm clear. There is nothing. There is nothing. There are no polyps. There are. There is nothing. And I am thinking to myself, "Oh, wow." So I. It was now time to catch a bite to eat, and he was tired. So I went down um, to the cafeteria level, and as I am walking to the cafeteria, and I am praising God, and I am saying, "Thank you, Jesus." I mean, it couldn't have happened without him. I know that. And <clears throat> so as I am walking towards the cafeteria, there is a priest that is coming down the hallway. And I looked at him and I said, may I speak to you? And he said, absolutely. And so we kind of moved to the side and I tell him this story that my husband has been very, very ill. Um, we have had the diagnosis somewhat of lymphoma because he had they could see the polyps. And I said, he's clear. And I told him about the encounter in the elevator. And I said to him, do you think it could have been an angel? And he just looked at me and he said, well, of course. we. Ha- um, that's not all that unusual. It happens frequently here. And it was like, wow. Wow. Talk about grateful on so many levels, yes. right? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I know, I know in my heart that there's that it was an angel. There is just absolutely no way that it was not. Wow. And and to have him cured was healed was yes. amazing. Amen. Sarah, believe it or not, we are almost out no. of time, and I just can't even <laughs> believe it because we have so much more we could talk about. Um, so I I think what the most important thing, what is the most important thing that you want to share with everyone about gratitude? Well, I am going to share this quote. It's by Zig Ziglar. Um, gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. And to me, that just sums it all up that, wow, we have a loving, caring God, and um, he's interacting with us. We just need to be open and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. And the Holy Spirit is doing his thing. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit is definitely doing his thing in you. Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. You are absolutely amazing. We want to thank all of you for choosing to tune in. We want to encourage you to live more gratitude in your life. And what a great opportunity to practice it right now through the holiday seasons. Thank you so much for being with us. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering the program today. And thanks again for listening. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. This is 
Deb McGregor of Lifeful of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.